0: It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. Welcome back to Real Roots Radio. I'm so excited to have Corb Lund as a special guest on the program today. How are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you doing, Daniel? Doing well, doing well. Your new album is called Agricultural Tragic, and you say that's the name of uh, your brand of country music. Why is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but yeah, I've, I don't know. We've we've been playing for maybe all maybe all artists think this, but we've been uh, doing this for a long time. We always feel like we never quite fit. Like we're a little bit a little bit rockabilly and a little bit western swing and a little bit outlaw and a little bit red dirt, a little bit Americana, but. We just kind of came up with our own uh, subgenre, <laughs> so I decided to name the record Agricultural Tragic. I said, Livestock Rock was a, sec- a close second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, you were grown up around the agriculture industry in Canada, correct? Yes, sir. What, what sort of uh, agriculture or, or farming are, are you familiar with in Canada? What, what, uh, what type uh, did you grow up around?
1: Yeah, uh cattle mostly. My both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side both came up from Utah and Nevada around the turn of the century and, mm-hmm. and uh they were ranching down there and then they uh yeah, they both sides of the family came up and homesteaded in southern Alberta but uh, around the turn of the century and uh and uh yeah, I've been here ever since raising cows.
0: What sort of lessons did you learn growing up around cattle that you think uh, have impacted your life and your music? Oh, uh, the
1: biggest one's probably just that no one's going to do it for you. Do it for you when you grow up in the country, you learn to do stuff yourself. You know, roll up your yeah. sleeves and fix your own equipment and build your own tools and all that kind of stuff. It's it's it's, it's funny. It's it's funny, you know, because just to finish that thought, um, the first few years of my musical career was in kind of a rock band, and it was an underground heavy rock band and it was interesting because it was a real do-it-yourself thing and a lot of those same values applied quite well to doing things yourself because we in the early years we fixed our own van and printed our own t-shirts and made our own records and the whole bit so the uh, the country boy work ethic served me well. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, You wouldn't think it, but there are a lot of parallels between uh, growing up on a farm and being in the music business in the sense that, like you said, you've got to do it yourself. A real bootstrap mentality as an independent music artist. What do you think about those values that could be applied to the crazy world that we live in? You mean outside the music business? Yes, sir. Well...
1: It's funny. You ask that. I've actually got a, a song on the new record called "Old Men." Yes, and the whole point—the whole point of the song is about sort of celebrating wisdom and ability, because I feel like I feel like a lot of old skills are being lost, and yeah. and I feel like I feel like um, the average person's just level of capability is is lower than it's ever been. Yeah, like you know, our grandparents had a way tougher than we did there's there's a there's a podcast i listen to called hardcore history it's one of my favorite things to listen to is a guy named dan carlin but he he has this thought experiment that he puts forward and he says imagine that there's two armies gonna fight and there's the same number of people and the same equipment and the terrain is neutral and they've had the same training and one one of the groups is us and the other groups the other group is our grandpas right and you know you're they completely kick our butt
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
1: it just feels it just feels like it feels just uh, like the, the more modern the world gets, especially in maybe not in in developing countries, but in in the first world, the more comfortable things get, the more the more we lose some of those important skills. So anyway, yeah, my song is about respecting ability and wisdom, stuff like that, and 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 older older people's older people's knowledge, you know
0: old men is one of my favorite songs on the new album available now from new west records oh who were some of the uh the old men that you looked up to or, or were around growing up you mentioned your grandfather um what was that relationship yeah. like
1: yeah both my grandpas were, were ranchers one one grandpa raised raised uh he raised horses and the other one he was more of a cattleman but um yeah i learned a lot from both of those guys everything important to me like how to sharpen a knife and how to light a fire and how to you know <laughs> jump start a battery and how to how to ride a colt and how to how to saddle up a ho- all that stuff you know i learned it from those guys and my dad and some of my uncles and then actually another person worthy of mention is an old friend of mine named ian tyson he's from alberta as yeah, well he's he wrote two uh, hours me. he wrote is that the, the songwriter yes sir yeah
0: he wrote four strong wins, didn't
1: he? he? He did, and someday soon, and Navajo Rug, and yeah. Yeah.
0: He's
1: kind of he's kind of our uh, he's kind of our cowboy music patriarch poet laureate around here, <laughs> and so he's when I was a kid, I would I he's kind of everybody's hero, and and then I was I got, I've gotten to know him very well, and he's become a really good friend. So we've toured together and played a lot of done some recording together, and I've gotten to know him pretty good. So he's eighty six now, and He's still rocking, still writing tunes and doing good.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You you, you mentioned Ian Tyson, great uh, Canadian uh singer songwriter, wrote so many of our favorites that we rattled off there. But what about growing up around the Canadian country music scene? What are some of the differences between the Canadian country scene and the uh American country scene?
1: Well, it's very similar in the in that we have a you know, we have a kind of a More generic sort of radio group of artists that get played on, you know, mainstream country radio up here, along with the American artists. But then we also have a really vibrant and healthy underground country scene up here, kind of like America does. So so it's and that's where I operate. You know, I I mean, I I get played on the radio up here occasionally, like mainstream radio, but not too much. I'm mostly on the fringes and we get played on, you know, the CBC, which is kind of like our equivalent of NPR And we get played on a lot of college stations and we play a lot of, we play a lot of punk rock festivals and weird stuff like rockabilly festivals and stuff like that. So, so we're sort of, we're sort of, Canada has a parallel situation where you have your mainstream stuff. That's, I mean, I'm not judging. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But then there's also a cool underground scene where the people write their own stuff and you know, it's more art than commerce, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, uh, that your new album, Agricultural Tragic, you've said and I've read that you have took your time more on this album and worked harder on this project than any album you've released in the past. Why is that? Well,
1: I think it's number nine or something, nine or ten, studio record number nine or ten. And I'm, I never want to repeat myself, right? And I, I'm always trying to find fresh approaches to the music and fresh angles and things to write about. And I don't know. I had a couple of years after my last one was in 2015 and I had a couple of years where I just didn't have anything to say. And I was kind of wondering when the, when the well was going to fill up again. And I went, I would do the work, but I wouldn't get anything. And I don't know. I think we just, I, I, I just gave up on it after a while and just sort of let it go. And then a couple of years ago, like we were still playing shows, but in terms of writing new music, I yeah. just kind of forgot about it and let it, let it, let it, let it sit. Lie, let It uh, Lie Fallow. And then, I don't know, about two years ago, me and my guys just got a second win, and, and we got really excited. And just, I wrote, I just wrote way more songs than I normally write to pick from, and we rehearsed a lot more, and just the whole thing was was a lot of... It was just a lot of really good energy, because me and the guys were... I guess maybe we just needed a little creative break or something, but after that many records, you sort of, sort of have to uh, take a second and reassess things. So we sort of did that, and then... Up with rocker. You,
0: you mentioned uh, you didn't have anything to say. You clearly have plenty of things to say on the new album. As a songwriter, why do you think it's important to make sure you have something to say versus just writing just for the sake of writing?
1: Well, that's where it, that's the gig to me. I mean, I, I don't, that's the whole. <laughs> Yeah, that say, having something to say is is a key part of the recipe for me. I I don't ever write stuff I don't care about. So yeah, I mean I know that some people do because it's an industry, but it, I think I don't know. I think the people that like my music have come to expect a certain level of uh, what authenticity, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know, and I mean not every single thing I write is something I live, but I but I try to do do my Due diligence and honor the topic, whatever the topic may be. And I don't know. I just i i like finding interesting angles.
0: You you mentioned you know when you look at the country music as a as an industry that there's almost a a level of art and a level of of commerce, and those paths don't intersect very often. That kind of goes with what you were saying about making sure you have something to say. Because um, I can see where is if you were more focused on the, oh, we've just got to get something out just to get something out, the art might suffer. But taking the time and putting in the work, doing the homework, it really pays off, especially, as you said, you've developed an expectation that your fans expect a certain standard, and you've definitely lived up to it with the new album.
1: Thanks. I think that's why they like us. I mean, and the, the cool thing is, and you know, some of the radio artists have long, long careers, but a lot of them don't. Like, a lot of them, they have a flash of success for two years and then if they don't hit a radio single the next album, they're done. Right. But we don't have, our career is not like that. Like it doesn't like, I mean, I appreciate radio play and I like it. I like to get as much as I can, but my career is not based on that. So, like our kind of music tends to, tends to kind of create a, a lifelong loyal fan, you know?
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. There, there's so many artists that, you know, as a lifelong fan of country music, um, I'm sure you can think the same thing. We We can all think of different artists who in their music were chasing fads or trends more than they were art or authenticity. And it really shows because they have these flash in the pan careers and they're either A, stuck singing the exact same songs their entire life because they can't tap into that authentic root of something that is going to produce m- more than just a few radio hits that everyone knows. And they're largely forgotten after a certain period of time where someone like yourself that writes from the heart, it writes something true. If something's true, it's going to be true for forever, not just as long as the radio's playing it.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, you know what I feel about that is I, I feel really fortunate because, you know, you read, you read, um, you sometimes read a musician biography or something and, and people are like, "Oh, I went to Nashville or I went to L- LA or and and the producer made me change my style or the or the management wanted me to change my music or whatever." But yeah. I haven't had one I haven't had one ounce of that in my career. I'm very fortunate I've been able to, you know, do exactly what I want to do musically and with no compromises whatsoever and and build a career out of it. So I I feel very fortunate that people are willing to support me in that.
0: You've mentioned before that in your musical styles, you're drawn to some of the older traditions, whether it's the Western swing or the rock ability, but you aren't interested in creating museum pieces, but uh, music that speaks to people. How do you work in those older influences while still creating something new and fresh and exciting?
1: We just do whatever seems fun. Like we'll throw it, we'll throw in some, some uh, a bluegrass lick or a rockabilly chorus or yeah no we just we just do whatever's fun we like all that stuff right and we just we just um, and I respect it a lot but I, yeah like you say I'm not trying to make freeze dried copies of anything from the past I I just put it all into the cauldron and see what comes out.
0: <laughs> Why do you think uh, that's important? Because I think we all can think of artists that are so worried about. Uh, preserving the traditions of whatever genre it is that they're into, that they create music that, as you said, it, it's it's freeze dried, it's preserved, but it's not exactly relevant. Um, why do you think it's important to find that balance?
1: I don't know. I'm more important. I, mean, I, I I like that stuff. Like I like going to see a band that's doing an old school retro thing. I mean, there's oh that's totally, cool. totally but, nothing. But yeah, for nothing me, is that but, at all? Yeah, I hear you. But for me, I'm just I'm interested. I want to make new traditions. I want to. I want somebody. Twenty years. This might sound silly, but tw- I think it's a cooler idea to like twenty years from now have people trying to trying to re- recreate yours. <laughs> but but the thing is, all my all my favorite artists are all most of them are freaks. Like they're all all the the serious people. That's how they do it. They don't. They don't coffee people they just mix it all in a blender and see what happens whether it's Charlie Parker or Marty Robbins or or uh Play troubadours or whoever, like all my favorite artists, do their own thing, right?
0: What are some things that inspire you about the artists that that influence you, or, or what do you, what's something you look for in an artist when it comes to listening to music on your own? Or what are things that draw you or appeal to you?
1: Well, I've always been a sucker for story songs ever since I was a kid. You know, Kenny Rogers and. And uh Jerry Reed and Johnny Horton. I, I, I'm a sucker for a good story song. That's a big part of it. I, I do a lot of that myself. And I don't know, I'm the same as everybody else. I'm attracted to authenticity. Like, I think the, the guys in the Troubadours are one of my favorite bands in the last 15 years. And they're standing up there singing about Oklahoma and meaning it. And it just, just rings true. So I like, I like authenticity. Same as my buddy, Hayes Carl from Texas. Yeah growing up in the suburbs of Houston and what that's like playing shows and I don't know just people who write from the heart
0: we uh we love your and Hayes's duet of a uh, bible on the dash from a few years ago as well that's a fan favorite
1: <laughs> yeah I like that one too
0: Core Blonde on Real Roots Radio, the new album, Agricultural Tragic, filled with new songs that speak right to the heart. I can tell that you put a lot of heart and soul into the project, that a lot of the songs have uh, personal meaning for you. One of those is Never Not Had Horses. Could you tell us the story behind that song? Yeah.
1: Um. So it's about my mom. And she she grew up on our, on our family ranch, and and, and uh, we had to put down the last couple of old horses had on the place a couple years ago and while it's pretty sad day they weren't going to make it through the winter so when we were waiting for the vet she just kind of commented that she'd never not had horses from the moment she was born until right then and it was i'd been meaning to write a song for mom for a long time she's a cowgirl pretty cool story um but i could never quite find the right angle and then she said that and i, I was like yeah that's that's the angle so so uh yeah and the video is really cool too because it's 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 footage, Super 8 footage, and old photos of her on horseback ever since she was a kid up till now. And my aunt,
0: she was pretty a uh, uh, acclaimed rider in the day, wasn't
1: she? She used to barrel race up here, yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. she she won the, the Calgary Stampede. That's our that's our big rodeo up here. It's like Pendleton or Cheyenne or Fort Worth or something. The big one, and she won the barrel racing in '59, and '60, and that's the first years they had as an official event. So. She's a, she's a pioneer of Stampede up here. <laughs> pretty cool.
0: That's awesome, and she's never not had horses. Uh, powerful song. Uh, it's a great record. Where can folks go to learn more about the project and about your music, Corb? I'm pretty
1: widely distributed. We're we're on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube, and I've got Instagram and Twitter going. It's all it's all under Corblund. It's pretty easy to find me. You can actually get vinyl, I think, on the new record from our website, which is corblund.com, but. Uh, yeah, we're on, we're on all the streaming platforms and all the regular places. Yeah, we're proud of this one. I think, I think it's one of our best, best records in our uh, career. So,
0: Be sure to take advantage of it, check it out, enjoy it wherever you enjoy music, whether that's a physical copy, you can get those at coreblund.com or streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, all the good stuff. I also
1: tell people sometimes we make country music for people who don't like country music.
0: <laughs> Why do you think that's important?
1: Well, I don't know. I I don't know. why. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I have a ton of people that come up to me and say, I don't really like country music, but I like you guys. I think maybe it's because they've heard too much of the radio stuff. They don't know, right?
0: Totally. That goes to what you were talking about, too. If if you make something that's authentic and true, it's going to be true for everybody, and that comes across versus doing something because it's what you have to do or need to do, um, doing something that's right. Yeah, you'd be
1: hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't like Willie Nelson, right? Or doesn't like Johnny Cash. Like, I mean, those guys are doing their own thing. And that's, I mean, that's the example I use for for people who don't even listen to country at all. It's like, there's people out there. There's artists out there that, that are, they're, they're country, but they're so unique and interesting that it's a whole other thing, right? So that's, I'm not saying that's us, but we're, we're, we're aspiring to that. <laughs>
0: it's so true. You mentioned earlier that you like to make music that's fun, and everybody likes to have fun, no matter uh, what you call the music, whether you call it country, whether you call it agricultural tragic, as you call your brand of country music. Something that's fun and something that's authentic is something we all can enjoy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm excited to get out there and tour when the dust settles on this thing.
0: Agricultural Tragic, available now. Be sure to check it out. Thank you so much for joining me on the program today, Corb. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Dana. Take it easy. Everyone has time for good music. You got time to breathe, you got time for music. The Daniel Mullins Midday Music Spectacular, weekdays 10 to noon on Real Roots Radio.